Hello, promoters, and welcome to Roll Up, the official Phil Singer Games podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam, joined by Todd, the tournament master. Todd, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, it's a lovely Wednesday night. This seems to be our new night there for some reason. Yeah, that, I know, that's right? good. That's fine. I'm, I'm all right. You know, Dynamite's going on. I can wait until after the podcast to see to check it out. So it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, they uh, they stack the card. We got three big title matches, man. Like I, 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 I think they're all they're all like foregone conclusions. But regardless, there's still you know some big title matches. You got Jericho versus Bandito, which yeah. I am really looking forward to. I think that match is going to be yeah. a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, for the ROH title. And then you've got uh, Tony Storm taking on Serena Deeb for the women's interim title. And I, I was talking last week about Deeb just being, you know, all kinds of awesome and has been for a while now. Um, uh, so I'm looking forward to that match. Uh, again, I, you know, I, I don't think that Storm's losing the title, but, no. uh, and then of course, uh, the main event for, well, maybe it's the main event. I don't know. Uh, but the AEW, uh, championship match between John Moxley and Juice Robinson, which the thing is, is again, Juice is not taking the title off of Mox. Why? No. Well, no, it's not. It's a it's a eliminator match, which still is right. A, the terminology is still kind of weird. Like I understand the terminology, but that, that's yeah, it's kind of weird how they use it. But anyway, right, right, right. I guess maybe just in lieu of always saying like non-title match or non, whatever. Yeah, but. Non-title, but if you win the match, you get a title shot. It, right. That's kind of basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to win the match. Um, I mean, yeah, you just, this is not something that you would do in my opinion, but uh, I, I love the fact that they've got history, you know, and specifically yeah. that when the first match that Moxley had, when he left WWE was against Juice Robinson, um, yeah. you know, that, that, that they've kind of circled one another before in new Japan. And so I just think it's cool. Uh, and also apparently ghettos in, um, uh, wherever the hell they're from, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, a, lot, a lot of guys uh, from the uh, you know former Chikara area, I think, are showing up tonight uh, on Dark. There, from what I've been seeing on my Twitter feed, so nice. that's cool. Very, very cool. Um, so yeah, it should be it should be a fun show. Uh, we're not gonna talk year off about it this time around, though. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I'm a little discombobulated just because I'm running on very little sleep. There's a lot going on around here. Uh, it's my sister-in-law's wedding this weekend. Uh, the whole family, uh, minus myself and the kids, are flying down to Mexico because it's a destination wedding. Uh, and that leaves me here holding the bag, which is great. I love it. The kids and I are already having a really great time. Um, it's just going to be, you know, four or five days where there's nothing between me and those two little ones <laughs> at all. <laughs> there's, there's no break. Yeah. There's yeah. No, yeah. Uh, but no, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got, we've got some fun stuff planned. And, and, and the thing that I love too about like just parenthood in general is, you know, I get to call the shots. So if we decide we're not going to do that, then that's okay. We don't do it. Right. You know, it's all right. it's um, right. if, uh, if, 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 if one of them, well, one, I mean, only one of them can talk, but you know, if Hattie says she wants to go to the library and we had no plans to go to the library, Hell with it. We'll go to the library. Uh, anyway, it's That's a fly, fly by the seat of the pants sort of weekend. Uh, anyway, um, so all that to say, I apologize if I sound a little bit out of it. Um, it, we do have, uh, of course, some new teasers to talk about. We're going to save one of the teasers for a little bit later because we also have a special guest joining us um, and, and all will be made clear. Uh, but uh, let's go ahead and just start off with our Legends Prime teaser, which, of course, is Rocky Carnoodle. I think uh, it would be fair to say, Todd, that that people didn't necessarily see this specifically coming right here and right now, but I think people did see him coming at some point wouldn't you say yes oh absolutely 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and uh, of course, as as many have pointed out, he wrestled under the name Keith Larson uh, for for a while before uh, I almost said unmasking, but he wasn't wearing a mask uh, before revealing that uh, he was Don Canoodle's brother. And then, of course, they teamed together. Uh, he teamed with n- numerous people over the years. Uh, Rick McCord, uh, of course, uh, was someone that was mentioned on the boards, um, and uh, he also had uh, pairings with uh, guys like. Like um, uh, uh, Kevin Sullivan, um, which no, Kevin Sullivan is is, is not coming to color right now. Uh, I write these things and I don't see any distinction most of the time between color and black and white. So I'll mention a, a wrestler if we've got him in black and white, if it makes sense to. It made sense to me to do, so I did. So that's not a breadcrumb for anybody that's out there wondering. People uh, are itching for that color, Kevin Sullivan. I, know. I, don't, I, don't, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. No, neither do I. And it's inevitable. That, you know, yes, it let's is. just let's just throw that out there. It's inevitable. It's just it's just not it's not on the cards. No pun intended. In fact, I, I think I I heard that uh, Kevin was at the uh, TNT table at Cauliflower Alley today, hanging out. So, Fantastic. Hmm. That would be cool. All right. Anyway. Um, so uh yeah it's really cool to have a you know rocky uh, uh join the game i think um you, you know obviously it's a no-brainer um with don already being in the game and 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 one of the cool things is is that it gives you a lot of flexibility because you can do a nice undercard tag team with somebody like Rick McCord if you wanted to do that. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you could use uh, uh, Rocky alone kind of as that sort of undercard. You know, uh, uh, certainly I'd say a notch above our enhancement talent, um, but yeah. but not by much. Um, you know, or of course you can pair him up uh, uh, with his brother uh, and, and and run him, um, you know, against uh, Ivan Koloff and one of your other favorite Russians, but, uh, yeah, so I, I think it's great. I think the art looks great and, um, it's, it just makes sense for, for a number of reasons. And of course, you know, a huge, uh, thank you to Rocky because without Rocky, we, we wouldn't have his brother. Um, right. and, and the fact that he was so open to it at a time when obviously it was difficult, I think, you know, to, to probably, uh, uh approach all of that, um, you know, is it's, it's even more, uh, uh, more grateful to him, um, than I just, you know, I, I would normally be to anyone who signs the game or, or, or uh, assist in signing someone else to the game. So uh, very cool of Rocky to do that. And uh, very cool to, to have this card. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I mentioned before, you know, we were first talking about Don Kernodal. Like I think the first time I heard about it was, you know, the Kernodal brothers tag team tournament that was uh part of the CWF mid Atlantic uh, <laughs> Yeah, nice. named after both of them. So that's what I knew that the other that, that Don did have a brother uh the first time there. Um was with that. Uh but yeah, no, no, super cool to have uh Rocky in there. I think again, I think everybody was kind of expecting it at one point. It just made sense to do it now, you know, in, in the prime kind of following up on the on the TNT set. So uh very, very glad to have him in there. And we have two more cards to announce. Uh, there will be another announcement this Friday um, for the other uh, for for Legends uh, Promoter Prime. So keep an eye out for that. Fantastic. Now, um, 
yeah, I, I won't say anything else. I don't want to spoil anything on accident. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think um, I think that the whole prime roster this time around, it you know, it makes sense and it's really cool. And I'm looking forward to the the, the next names. So um, I think people will be will be happy. Um, and then of course, moving on to another side of the galaxy, we also had uh, the latest announcement for War Games 2093 reimagined. And uh, I know Stu's going to be super happy about this. The Quasar himself. Uh, is making his debut in the reimagined series. Um, yeah, I, 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 the art looks great. Uh, I yeah. feel like we actually get a better idea, perhaps, of what Gravity Ball really is because we can see a ball. We yeah. can see a stadium behind him. We were, like, yeah, we were talking about like, what should a gravity ball look like? You know, and yeah. like, well, I was like, I kind of thinking rugby ball, you know, so that's what kind of I think that's what kind of went with there. So uh, I think it looks really cool. Stadium looks great behind them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. You know, the funny thing is I'm going to, I'm going to totally, you know, out myself here, admit this, that, uh, I always pictured gravity ball when I was, you know, younger and playing the game, uh, as some sort of futuristic variation of basketball. That was what was in my head. Um, that was kind of always what was in my head. Maybe, maybe crossed with like one of those, like, uh, you know, zombie hockey games or whatever. And there was this game on Sega Genesis. That I used to love to play mutant hockey or whatever. Uh, and, and, you know, so it was a little bit more brutal, you know, as, as, as a, a notch above, have but that ever, was what was in my brain. Have you ever heard of a game? I think it was, I can't remember. It was on the original Nintendo or the super Nintendo. I think it was on the original one called Bill and beers, combat basketball. No, I, I, you know, now you're saying that kind of makes me think of that because it's kind of like a basketball when everyone's in armor and you're knocking people over and stuff like that. You know, definitely look at that. Look back on that. I mean, when you think of like combat basketball, of course, Bill and Beer's got to come up, you know. Nice. If you're familiar awesome. with him from that time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of what it was in my brain. But the thing is, is that 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 has evolved, uh, and and certainly I think just based off of kind of the community consensus. Not that maybe I mean maybe I'm overreaching here, and that there's not really a community consensus. But the vibe feels like that people have you know pushed it more towards like yeah, yeah some sort of like football rugby kind of like a football yeah and I yeah think because of, with overtime coming in and knowing he's gravity ball and he looked like a football player, I think that kind of skewed it that way a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I I think the art looks great. I think it's uh it's different um from some of the other pieces. There's there's something a little bit more serious about it. Like this looks like this could be like his trading card, you know, like his gravity ball, you know, trading card. Uh yes. and they're using they're using this as like the yeah, the promo art for his for his intro into the Fed or something. Uh so I dig it. I, I think it looks great. Yeah, absolutely. I think Quasar is probably my favorite art from the 2093 set. Ooh, uh, nice. the original okay. Chuck Carter. Um yeah. So, yeah. I think that was probably one of the, you know, that was a really good one there. And I was always kind of a fan of him, even though he maybe, yeah, I mean, he wasn't kind of positioned to do, you know, be a super high guy, you know, super high in the card, but I, I was always fun. I always really liked using Quasar. Yeah, uh, I, me too. I really enjoyed using Quasar a lot and I, I enjoyed his, you know, kind of just his um, spot uh, on the Titans. And uh, yeah, that, you know, looking back on it, cause I just, I just went and looked back on it, the art, uh, I think, the art does stand out pretty well for, for, for 2093. Yeah. Um, yeah, it might be the best. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, 2093, War Games 2093 Reimagined, of course, will be available soon. Um, you can pre-order it now. Um, so before we yeah, move game, on... Games will ship in early October. You know, we're, yeah, we're hoping to get it. Yeah, we're 
Hoping to get it out uh, as soon as as soon as possible. I know didn't quite hit Q three here. It's going to be beginning of Q four, but you know we we had a lot going on this summer. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So yeah, we're kind of still catching up with there, but I think we're we're in good shape. Everything you know, we've looked at the proofs of all the cards have all been sent to Tom, and I think it's going to be printed uh, very soon. Um, the uh, prime cards will be, as I think I mentioned before, will be sent separately. Uh, so you, you know, I know in the past we used to come together, uh, at least, you know, for Q3 and Q4, they will be set, uh, separately, um, as I'm kind of still holding on to that right now through the end of the year. And then we'll see, uh, for 2023, it might be back to, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens in 2023. We're still, you know, trying to figure that out. So mm-hmm. working are figuring that always. out, right? Yeah. Um, so it's funny because that's literally what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you, you know, it's like, well, before we move on, do you want to give people any updates on when they might expect the cards? And you did it. There you go. There you I go. You didn't have to ask. I know I, I, we've, been, we've been doing this podcast long enough. I know the <laughs> questions before they're asked. So, you know? <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, so, we, you know, now I'll, I'll do this. Before we move on, uh, I want to take this opportunity. Uh, our guest has joined us to welcome our yep. guest for the evening uh, for our conversation uh, tonight, of course, about the Best of the Women Indies 2022. And that is Ty States, who, of course, does all the stats, signs quite a few uh, of these ladies to the game. Ty, Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Glad to be here. Doesn't get to happen very often, but hopefully you can I can start working in here now and then. Yeah. Glad you got the schedule change. You can join us more often now. Yes. Stupid yes. <laughs> stalker game, another tie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, why not actually uh, let everybody know uh, what you were doing? Because, you know, the plan obviously was for you to be here and all of us start kind of at the same time. But, you know, you, you let us know you were running a little late and we decided we wanted to kind of just, you know, get the ball rolling. So uh, uh, let everybody know uh, what, what kept you because I thought this was really interesting. Todd was telling me about it before we started recording. Yeah, I told Todd earlier, or maybe last night, that you know I should be on time if everything goes well. Of course, it didn't. Um, you know, I'm a sports <laughs> writer at the, at the newspaper downtown, and I was at a soccer game. And this team this year, this they played tonight another double overtime, one-one tie, which is their fifth tie this season. <laughs> That's and, wild. Uh, you know, if it's regulation, I talked to the coach. You know, I'm home probably before eight o'clock, and have my story done, no problem. And I'm on here at 8.30. So, but I didn't get home to 8.30. So wrote my story quick and now I'm here. Uh, you know, five ties, it, it ties this their team record for most in a season that's set in 1993. So, wow. Wow. <laughs> they, have, they have that to look forward to, but <laughs> they're trying to win a stupid game, but they keep tying. <laughs> oh, man. That's something else. That's cool though. Uh, uh, well, yeah, no worries. Uh, we're just, we're thrilled to have you here. Uh, and, uh, it works out perfectly because we covered, uh, two of our teasers already, the legends teaser for prime and, uh, the 2093 war games reimagined teaser. Uh, but now of course we can cover the best of the women Indies 2022 teaser. And that name is none other than Savannah Evans. Uh, Ty, uh, talk a bit about Savannah Evans and her, her place in the set and, and how she, came to join the game yeah i think it was maybe earlier this summer i was able to get uh, in touch with her get her sign um you know i like her style in the ring you know a little bigger bigger woman's wrestler a lot of power you know i'm sure people will more people will be familiar with her name than madison miles 
from the last name we announced. So <laughs> just from being on impact, you know, hopefully more people know her, but um, I like, like I said, I like the a good strong women's wrestler because there's so many that are, are real small and flying around the ring and stuff. Sure. You, this, you can bring her in with uh, Tasha Steeles and Kiara Hogan, if you want to, which is probably the way I'll go before I decide who to break up, break up where, but um, she's got a good power card. I guess I could look at it right here while I'm talking by <laughs> myself, what I wrote. <laughs> yeah. So she'll, she'll definitely uh, work well in, in, in tag matches with uh, whoever you would like to partner her up with, but she's uh, you know, a good enough card for uh, some singles wins too, hopefully. Uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I you know I will say I, I think I mentioned this uh, last week on the on the podcast, uh, and I know I, I finally wrote that email. Uh, but I think the stats look great uh, for for this year, and I think that there's a there's a lot of cool variety, and there's a lot of you know there there, there are a lot of different spots that these women will fill. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, but uh, yeah, Savannah Evans, you know, powerhouse wrestler, you know, wrestles uh, on Impact, um, and it has taken on. I mean, we just we have so many women to draw from now in the game. Um, that I, I think that we, uh, um, you know, we're, we're almost spoiled in a way, but as I look down and I see like the, the list of her recent matches, it's just sort of like, oh, we have them, we have them, we have them. And, you know, it's, it's names like Janai Kai and Killer Kelly and Willow Nightingale and Jordan Grace. And, uh, you, you know, it's just really cool to look at that list and realize like how many of them we have and, uh, and, and the opportunity of course, uh, um, to, you know, to pair Savannah Evans up, of course, like you were mentioned earlier in tag team, Tasha Steeles, uh, or have her go, you know, a solo route and, and take on, you know, some of these big names, like Havoc and Rosemary and, and Mia Yim and, you know, all these other wonderful names that we have in the game. Uh, Todd thoughts on Savannah Evans. Um, it, not overly familiar with Savannah. I don't watch a ton of impact there. Uh, yeah, but did, uh, you know, after we decided to put her in the set, did a little research on her very impressive, uh, uh wrestler, um, had, you know, that's lots of interesting, uh, you know, I kind of was putting together the art, uh, for that. I think, Think, you know some really interesting uh uh choices out there so but uh, i think really looks intimidating uh from the artwork there which i think was what we were going for uh but yeah no great great addition and uh i know ty mentioned uh, i think like everybody from the set except for madison miles was in the uh pwi 150 last year too so that that that's good i'm interested to see how they all rank in this year's 150 which i think is coming up pretty soon right yeah another month or two i think the top 500 is out here next i think november is the, the female list but they, yeah. they merged the 500 it's it's co-ed now I guess. it's co-ed yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think they're doing that you know just uh, uh because of intergender uh wrestling because yeah. a lot because yeah. I, I think all of the women that are on the list have wrestled men at some point during yeah you know, during the year um yeah. which like, is like, the, cool you billy know. stark billy starks does most of her matches against men i believe you know at least in jcw so yeah yeah yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that is, that is exceptionally cool to be able to, to just, you know, to bring that much talent to bear. And, and, and again, the fact that, uh, you know, with somebody like Savannah Evans, it's, it's proof that, you know, we're getting kind of like utility players in a lot of way that can fill multiple spots on your card. Yeah. Um, which is, which is super cool. Um, so I'm looking forward to this set getting in people's hands. Uh, of course we've got, uh, more, more names, uh, to come. Uh, and, uh, we might, we might get to those a little later. We'll see. Maybe, yeah. maybe here's some exclusive. 
exclusives right here well, on the exclusive podcast. Exclusive there, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like <laughs> I mean, we are the official podcast. We should be able to do that whenever we want. But <laughs> like, hey, Mike isn't here. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Inmates yeah. are running the asylum. Um, you guys are in charge. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, with all that said, uh, how else are things at Fed HQ right now, Todd? That was really awkward sentence construction. Uh, <laughs> let me try that again. How are things at Fed HQ, Todd? <laughs> Uh, the things are coming together. Uh, as I kind of mentioned, we're you know looking to get everything out in early October. We've done you know some proofs of uh, the 2093 in the women's set, so uh, those should be going to print very soon. Uh, Prime, I think we I just got the last bit of art um, for the new edition of FTR. Um, we still do have to do a little bit of uh, more writing on that. Uh, that's, I think, our last bit there. Uh, but uh, we'll be looking to get that out uh, pretty soon. So that's the big focus there. We do uh, have some representation uh, from the Phil Singer Games brass out in Las Vegas right now at the Cauliflower Alley Club. Uh, so lots going on out there. Tom uh, gave his talk yesterday. Uh, he had a presentation that he gave um, just on the history of Phil Singer Games and and uh, wrestling games and, and whatnot, um, which I, I think uh, hopefully we'll be able to uh get some audio at least of that in the future i'm, I'm hoping um and we'll see there and uh i know there's lots of pictures of tom with different wrestlers out there causing quite a stir on the on the boards and the facebook groups out there so uh we'll, we'll see what uh what comes to fruition out of all that but i'm just uh, really looking forward to redacted finally joining the game Oh, 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 100%. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's, how cool. I mean, what a wonderful opportunity to represent the game. And, of course, you know, when you have Tom out there, uh, you know, doing his thing and, uh, yeah. you know, members you know, of the Chad and Tim yeah, are out Tim there, are out too, there. Yeah. Yeah, with the TNT yeah. Hall of Fame. And I think they've been helping out a little bit with some of the Phil Singer game stuff, too. Zeke's been helping out with the table. Um, and it's, it's kind of a weird timing, you know, just kind of being in the middle like of the work and school time and right. it's usually in the middle of the day in the middle of the week there so it's a little tough for some people to make it there but uh i think overall the you know it's, it's been going pretty well from what i've heard i'm, so. I'm sure the cac people are just happy to finally have their convention um after it getting canceled both well, it happened year. last year i think it happened last september didn't it, it? Did last year september seemed yeah, like they it did have it happen, happen last year yeah. yeah but um but they pushed it from used to be always be april and then right. they, pushed, they moved to september last year they kept it september this year so okay. we'll see maybe that might be the ongoing date we'll we'll see uh but that uh brian blair card is out at the cac right now i know a couple people have picked it up um a couple people got some autographs on it uh saw a picture of uh Brian with his card and Ron Hutchinson with his card. Those those two do a lot uh, to help run the uh, the reunion. So it's good to see them uh, both together with Tom with that. So uh, good stuff, good stuff. Hope yeah. to someday make it out to CAC myself. I, I was just in Las Vegas earlier this month, and uh, you know I couldn't make do another trip, but uh, you know hopefully one of these days I'll make it out there. Nice. Yeah, I would love yeah, to. Now I got a a different job as day shift that is much nicer than before. If I said, Hey, I got, I'm going to Iowa next year for TNT. They'd be like, fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> Can you write a story on it? You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That too. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. 
Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, it's exciting. It's, you know, uh, for all the reasons you were mentioned, of course, it just wasn't in the cards for me to go, uh, uh, this year, uh, and, and more reasons than that, but, uh, I, I hope to make it out there, uh, one year as well, because it, we were talking about this last week, but just the idea that you, know, you have something like TNT, which is, is a wonderful, uh, outlet to help preserve the history and honor the history of the business. And then you have the CAC, which really, you know, is there to help support the, the talent and the wrestlers, um, and, 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 and make sure that they're taken care of. And uh, so it's it's a wonderful endeavor, and and I would love to be able to to be a part of of their weekend uh, at some point. So uh, I think any promoter, uh, you know, if if you've got the chance, you know, go for it. Um, I mean, so many cool names that that, yeah, that they're that, that are there. Tons yeah, tons of people out there. Yeah. And I, was, I gotta get in that cribbage tournament. That's that's what's <laughs> enticing me. I heard uh, Cowboy Bob Orton took out Tim Dalton uh, in, in two straight falls. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he doesn't mess around there. So nice, nice. <laughs> I don't know if he hit him with the cast beforehand uh, to wear him down. I'm not sure what happened there, but yeah. that thing's got to smell awful by now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, anything else uh, from Fed HQ, Todd? Uh, nothing too much right now. We will have some details on the fall uh, con, hopefully pretty soon. I got to just make sure everybody's on board with the right date. We'll start announcing that. Um, I think we're already getting an idea on um, exclusive cards for the set. Uh, I think we are looking at both a legends and a champions one uh, this nice. go around. Um, Cause you know, in the past we've, you know, the spring and the fall con we've just done legends, but I think we're going to start doing a champions one there too. Um, and um, then uh, I think we do have another sticker as well for that as well, but uh, you yeah, we're working out our guest list and, and everything there. So um Hopefully we'll announce something pretty soon on the date there just so people can uh, make sure they uh, they can uh, make it that day. But, nice. uh, and I'm also working on our lineup for uh, the holiday season, um, which is, I think we, you know, we've got a good chance. We've got a good idea on the legend side of things, uh, uh, other, other uh, things beyond that. Um, uh, we'll uh, hopefully be able to share some news at that point. Excellent. Excellent. I look forward to it. I know a lot of other folks uh, I'm sure will as, uh, as well. It's, it's always a good time. Um, and, and the opportunity to get the exclusives and the sticker and, you know, maybe some, some special guests and, and, and then of course the announcements, uh, it's always, it's always cool stuff. So, uh, I look forward to it. Um, you know, one thing that, that I would like to know, uh, for, for people when, when you're kind of, when you're making your plans, you know, obviously if you're going out of town, like if you're coming to Galacticon this year, that's something you want to know about well in advance, but yeah. for the virtual stuff, I am curious, like what's a good lead time, you know, do, do people just need a week out? Like if we announced one and, and said, Hey, it's next weekend. Would people be able to, you know, to make that work? Do they still want two weeks, three weeks, you know, like what? It's tough. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to give a couple weeks if I can, like at least, you know, three weeks. I, I probably should have had it announced even sooner than that, but yeah, at least for Galactic, Galactic, I know we want to give a number of months. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, somewhere around, you know, three to four weeks, I think is probably for these virtual ones is, is kind of the, uh, what I'm what I'm looking at. If people want more lead time, you know, let me know. I can try to do that. I do. I do say I, I'm uh, already have the date in mind for the perennial in January. Um, in fact, I could probably even say that right now. Hopefully, you know, no one's going to kill me on it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I do like doing it the um, that last Saturday in January. So I are looking at January 28th, which is 
the same day as the Royal Rumble, and then the next day is the NFC and the AFC Championship Games uh, for the NFL, which is uh, we've done that I think the last two years, and I think it's worked out uh, pretty good. So hopefully everybody is good with that on January 28th for the perennial. Um, but I will, you know, well, I just want to make sure as far as the uh, date on the uh, the October con, everyone's good with that. But you know, late October is what we're looking at, mid to late October for that. Nice. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, well, that does it from FedHQ. So let's get right into our main event of the evening. Of course, we are here with Ty States to talk about the best of the Women Indies 2022. Uh, that set is coming out eminently, and we've already been talking a little bit about the talent, of course, that are in the game, uh, including uh, Savannah Evans, uh, announced just tonight. Um or last night, depending on when you're listening to this, it could be weeks ago. Um, so, so Ty, welcome. Uh, first of all, when it came to the approach of this set, you know, I know you had a, a list in mind of, of talent that was signed, a couple of names that weren't signed that kind of made up your ideal set. There was some back and forth with, you know, with Todd and myself and Zeke and, you know, kind of trying to figure out exactly what the makeup of the set should look like. Um, as it stands now with the, the eight women that are coming uh, how do you feel about those names? How do you feel about the the you know the roster uh, as a whole? I, I like it a lot. Um, you know, we start out with you know we picked out about four that were definitely set so that I could because I always like to start on some stats as early as I can. Just the more time you have, the better. Of but course. as we start adding names, got it down to that we need one or two more, and we finalize the set. You know, I like the what's the right word versatility, but it's well-rounded. There's a lot of top main event names and they go down the car a little and, you know, even whatever card you end up thinking is as far as strength, like the weakest is the still going to be a good name. It's a good card to play. Um, and, you know, as always, I definitely, you know, I work hard on the stats and I, I really like the way they all turned out. Um, you know, there's some, need mechanics that I don't always do a whole lot. There's certainly not as many different things that Zeke puts on, on some of the male indie cars, <laughs> but you know, just M- Mike thinks you think of something. I was like, yeah, I could, <laughs> this could work here. And then there's another card, you know, I could try to do this to see if this will work. And just, so I got a couple things like that on there and they're always fun, but not too complicated. So, right. Yeah. I, I, I think that, you know, it is really cool. Cause you, you know, there are some like, I, I hate to use because I don't want it to sound like a pejorative, but there are some vanilla cards that are, you know, fairly just by the book. There's not, you know, any special rules on them. Uh, but then there are quite a few that 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 have some some cool stuff. Uh, you know, whether or not it's kind of a, a roll move or you know, or a finisher like Billy Stark's finisher is really cool. Um, I, I love you know Janai Kai's uh, um, kick assortment. I think uh, you know is is great. So um, I like it. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. Um, Mike might get a printing headache over some of it, but you know, that's his problem. Yeah, uh, Janai <laughs> yeah, Kai was one. You know, people are familiar with her. You know, her martial arts style and and all kinds of kicks. And I was thinking, how how do you put all these kicks on the card? And then I'm like, well, do you do you want six kicks all over the card? And that's <laughs> all that she does. And so I was trying to figure a way to put them on there and i think that worked i don't know if you want me to exactly say what's on the card or not oh, yeah go go for it yeah um yeah on level three kick assortment um you roll 1d6 and there's six different kick moves so that gives you variety during the match 
you know, who knows what she might hit. And if you roll the pin, you could win with who knows what. And then the sixth move is add one move just to make yeah. it extra. Uh, you know, rather than just six different moves, if you get, if you get that last big one is add one. And so that that worked out. You get all those. And I think there's like one. So then there's only like one other kick on the actual stats of the moves. And then they're all on that on that roll. So um, that should be fun to see how. Who knows which move she's going to hit and wait for that add one. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you get the possibility of an add one on a card, I think it, you know, it certainly perks, you know, my interest uh, uh, just because it can be, it can be such a game changer. And and with this, obviously having that, that uh, added chance uh, to it, I I, I don't know. I think it's a, it's cool card. Um, um, but let's go ahead, you know, let's go ahead and, and, and kind of start off here at the, at the top of the roster, uh, if you will, a card that I'm really excited about. I, I'm so stoked that, you know, she signed, uh, when she did and, and that we were able to, you know, turn things around quickly and, and, and get the card out, um, for, uh, Trisha Dora. Um, I just, I think this is such a great card, obviously main event level talent, like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to stand up against any other independent woman in the game. Um, and, uh, I was really interested to see, you know, what you were going to do with her card. And I, I think it's just fantastic. Just phenomenal. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about Trisha Dora? Uh, well, first, thanks a lot. Cause when you get a main event name like that, you want the card to be really strong and stack up against the rest. But sometimes, you know, it can be hard to make sure you have that balance. This is not right. too powerful. And, you know, I like Trisha Dora just, you know, she's good in the ring. I like the wrestlers that can do a lot of different moves and she can do so many things way more than 15 moves that you can fit on the, <laughs> on the game card and just work through. She helped me out a little bit with uh, the names. She gives some of the things that she does in the ring. Cause if the announcer doesn't tell, say a name for a move, unless I've read it, you know, you're not going to know that she calls it something. So that's always nice when you get the name of a move, they give it. So those things are on there. You know, a nice big finisher. And I love the finisher yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, it's yes, awesome. it's an excellent the Lariat Tubman that when the first time I heard that, whenever that was, I was like, that's the, one of the best names of a, of a finishing move ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and one of the things too, that like, as I was, uh, I mean, you've done this way more than I have, uh, but, but as I was thinking about the card beforehand, like I had kind of an idea, like a, you know, sort of a thumbnail sketch and then, you know, seeing your card, I was just sort of like, wow, that's, you know, that's just, that's perfect. And, you know, and, and there was a part of me that wondered, it's like, is it, is it maybe even a little too like strong? And, and, and I don't think it is, you know, I think that there is some nice balance uh, that you've been able to strike so that it's not like super, super strong. Um, and which is important, uh, to, to be able to do because you want somebody, like you said, that can be that main event level talent, but not necessarily be overwhelming. And I don't think that the card is overwhelming, which is nice. Yeah. And when, you know, she was the last minute we were, and it was great that we were able to get her in just in time. And it's funny because when she emailed me a month after I tried to talk to her, you know, she said, <laughs> you know, I, I, you love to do it if I'm not too late. And, and like, you're, you're not too late, but you're almost too late. But, you know, before we got her, you know, I was probably looking at Big Swole as, the top name in the set. So then now we get Trisha Dora. So now I her card to do. Then I got to look back at Swole's card and see how they match up. Make sure 
you know, that one that isn't higher up, you know, you can argue who's the tet headliner. Everybody has their favorites. Sure. You know, Swole's been on TV maybe a little bit more than Trisha Dora, but they're both well-known names. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, the, the tough call when I was thinking of deciding the, uh, the teaser order, um, you know, we put Trish in the week right before the pre-order, but put in uh, Big Swell as the pre-order name, just because I figure more people probably knew her, even though, you know, Trish is probably has, you know, some more accolades overall. But um, yeah, but great, super awesome to have Trish in there. She was one of the names, her, her one of the two names I really, really yeah. wanted in the set this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, enough said. Um, and, and speaking of big swole, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, it's a perfect opportunity to go to, to the next card. Uh, you know, certainly like if you're putting together a tier list, I think that, you know, that, that, that Trish and, and big swole would probably occupy, you know, similar air. Although, you know, I, I think I might say that Trisha's card is a, just like a, a, a notch above, um, which again, I think is exactly where, where it should be. Uh, but then again, you know, big swole's got some, some cool stuff. Uh, Ty, why don't you talk a little bit about the creation of Big Swole's card? Yeah, it's like, you know, once I got things close to finalize on her card, you know, then you always think of something different. What if I do it this way, that way, you know, her chart ratings or, you know, agility power. And then we get Trish. And so I'm comparing them. I didn't want them to be exactly the same, like, you know, both minus one, minus one or something like that. Um, there's, I put, got to add one move on Swole's card to, um, yeah, the big level yeah. two add one. Yeah, that's that's yeah. That's, a, that's a powerful one. Yeah, um, yeah. The definitely when any add one bumps up the card, if you put it on level two, number six, you know it's going to get rolled more often. And you know, I'm going to do that if I thought it made sense in the fit. Because but that her headbutt move just it looks devastating. People do a good job of taking it, and and she does it a lot. So I thought let's try it in that spot and. Um, you know, finisher rating. I think I matched the apprentice that I'm looking at before the, we changed some things. I think that's the same, the same as Trish's. So yeah, they're pretty close. It's a matter of how you look at things. If one's card stronger than the other, but uh, you know, overall they're pretty, pretty even, I would say. And I would have some good matches if you roll those two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, the next name uh, uh, up on kind of the, the set here would be Miranda Alizé, uh, a card that I know, you know, that you had wanted um, and, and I think Zeke had wanted to get out there for a while, um, you know, but yeah. that this that the, the time was finally here uh, to do this card. Yeah, for whatever reason, maybe last year she just didn't get into the set, um, you know, another strong set. So, you know, I didn't know if we were decided that she couldn't get in because she might have signed somewhere and didn't want to use her, but or get her card out there before that happens is always a good thing. So <laughs> she's definitely another big name. People have seen her in Ring of Honor and and places yeah. like that. And, um, so she's you know right up there near the top of the of the heap in this of this eight card set and um, going to bring a lot of speed. Uh, uh, strong striking moves to to her matches and then we did a little tweaking of the finalized stats between all of us uh in emails and uh, get some so there's a chance for a couple different finishers 
Yeah. Under the same rating, but uh, uh, might have a different finisher depending on which way you roll. And if I'm playing a match and it's going long or whatever, or she's used one, then I might just say, well, she hit the other one this time. <laughs> but sure. You can roll. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting to note that, that yeah, Alizé's card is probably the one that uh, has gone through, you know, the most, uh, um, you know, work or, or revision or whatever. And, 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 and that makes it seem like it's been a lot, but it really hasn't been. It's just that the, you know, again, the, the rest I felt like were just so on point that they didn't need any tinkering or tweaking. Um, but I, I kind of like what's been done uh, here and, and, and I think it'll be cool. Um, and it's always interesting to kind of just, you know, talk a little bit about the process. So we, you know, when you, find yourself in a situation where, you know, one of your colleagues is, is, is pointing out something or saying like, Hey, you know, they've used this move a lot, uh, to, to, in matches, I think that we should consider this or, or whatnot, you know, kind of, what is that process like? Because obviously, you know, you've already kind of done the work, you've got the card out there and now, you know, there, there's the potential for edits down the road. Um, you know, how do you approach that process? Um, well, it's always possible. Like, you know, I watched, as many matches as I can, but it, maybe I didn't see as many where she did that move as Zeke did. And, <laughs> or I might've had it on my list of things that she's done, but didn't put it as high as he might, as he thought it would be. Sure. Um, so overall, I think the card strength that I start with stayed the same, just changed yeah. some moves around. Um, so that that's fine. I mean, you know, once I finish everything, you know, I think, yeah, you always think, Hey, this is, this is it. I'm done. Send it to print. <laughs> but, you know, everybody's got input and I, you know, I want, you know, if somebody thinks this is definitely shouldn't go another way, you know, then, you know, I'm probably going to go with them. It's going to, you know, I'm not going to put up a huge argument unless I'm really, really like whatever I, I wrote the first time. And even sure. then, you know, we can still find a compromise or yeah. a change that works good, but, you know, these, these were all right this time. Yeah. I think there's a lot more last year with the international set, because I think they're there that, you know, the availability of certain matches was, you know, was, there was no, was not there. I think with the, with this set here, it was, I think you had a little bit more uh, to work with there. And um, yeah. So I think overall, I think they, they look great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a collaborative process and I think that that's one of the things that's so neat about it is, you know, you get the opportunity to kind of, to do this work and then, you know, and then the collaboration really starts because other people kind of get to take a look at it and you, you know, you have to kind of like be free of ego in that situation and, and prepared to, to, you know, to fight for what you, what you think is, you know, how it should be. Uh, and then also, you know, have the, have kind of the grace to be able to, to say like, you know, all right, let's try it this way. Um, because I think that that's the thing is it's so, it, it's so hard. You mentioned earlier being like restricted to 15 moves and even then you're not really getting 15 moves because you throw in the charts, you know, you, you might be, you know, really only getting well, like that's 12. 15 plus three charts. So yeah. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I told Actually, you, I told you, I'm discombobulated tonight. I'm off my game, man. It's, it's all right, it's like all right. three hours we're, we're sleep here for, going to the airport. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, you're getting those, you, you're getting those, you know, those limits kind of imposed on you already. And it can be difficult to to even get everything that you want on the card, much less what other people might want on the card, depending on their exposure to the talent. Um, yeah, so it's I mean, cool, I, those conversations that happen. Yeah, 
you know, probably some way most people do if you're writing a card, you know, I'm watching matches and I'm listing all the moves I see or do. And I mark each time I see it again, you know, I'm trying to put on the card, the things that I've seen her do the most. And sometimes you get down and you're putting, using a move that you, I only have wrote down one time, but that's where, what I have to pick the thing makes the most sense for someone. You, you, it's rare to watch a lot of matches and still and come up with a whole lot of moves that they've done over and over um, aside from, you know, their signature stuff. Yeah. Know, especially the, the better the wrestler you're seeing know a lot more different things. And I can have a, a whole page full of moves that are all, you know, the one time. So, yeah. and just a, a small amount where they were doing them over more than once. So then I got to, you know, see what makes the most sense. Put that on there, right? You know that. So actually, that brings me to to an interesting question. I think I hope uh, about the you know the the selection, like the move selection, and 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 you know if you find that you're you know, you're watching, you're seeing a lot of these matches. Um, when it comes to determining, uh, like you know, a level three move, because we know that oftentimes, you know, in, in modern wrestling, especially like there's really only one or two moves that are going to end a match, right. You, you know, on somebody's uh, card or, you know, not card, but uh, it, yeah. whatever's in their toolbox. And, uh, and so when it comes to determining on the card, what other moves could potentially end a match in the game? Like, you know, how do you make some of those decisions? Because in some cases, you know, we have a move that is probably never ended a match that they've been in. And yet at the same time, it's got to be a devastating move. Right. So when figuring those out, like what comes into play for you? Uh, for me, yeah, you're right. There's only so many, you know, a couple of things that are going to finish a match maybe, but there's usually a lot of covers and two counts. And so, you know, those three moves that go up on level three offense, you know, I'm trying to see the ones that, you know, they covered them and get the two and you knew that it wasn't over yet, but yeah. for, for game wise, you know, that was a big move and you, know, you might get a cover. Who knows? You might get the pin then in the game, but and aside from that, it's, you know, does it look like a really big, hard hitting move or is it something, you know, high flying, you know, that could qualify as a three move, you don't want something, you know, you're early on in the match moves, calling that a three move unless you have a good reason. So right. you're just, just watching the ones that go, you know, they're making covers after that, you know, or as you go and get a three rating and then whether it's on level three or at the end of level two, we'll see what happens. But that's about the only way I can other than just this is a really big move, you know, real powerful move or whatever that should be a, have a three on it. I think that's a great answer. There's so many of those too, where they don't go for the pen. They're just hitting, hitting stuff for a while. Right. It, it, it's almost so. like kind of being able to determine it's like, okay, these are moves that they use that they usually get a near fall off of. This is a move that they use that, you know, is, is, is their signature that leads to their finisher. It's like, they, they don't often go for a cover here. They just transition right into the finisher or whatever, but still you want it to be able to set that. You want it to be the setup move. So it, it, it makes sense. It's, I mean, there's, there's an art to it, you know, and it, and it, again, there's, there's these, these rules, these boxes, obviously that we've got to kind of check in order to, um, to get it. And when you're trying to represent a real person, it's an entirely different ball game than it is when you're just kind of creating stuff off the fly. Wouldn't you agree, Todd? Oh yeah, Absolutely. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, my only real experience with it is the old wrestling stuff, which I don't have nearly as much, uh, you know, film to go off of, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, tried to piece those, you like, can I get enough moves to, to make something work here? But, uh, uh, but yeah, no, yeah. Just, yeah. Try, trying to get that accurate representation and kind of am- amalgamating so many different matches. It, it, I, I give you guys a lot of credit. Uh, everybody who, uh, does all the, the stats here. It's, it's, it's it's a great work and uh, i think a lot of the wrestlers really you know who do see it really appreciate you know all the work that goes into it too yeah yeah i always wonder how many wrestlers see any of the stats or care that much a lot of them more on the on the on the artwork is usually the big thing but again yeah, flip it over like oh wow you got this on there you know like yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> which is nice so Oh man. Yeah. I, I, I remember, uh, it was, it was Seth Rollins, wasn't it? That, that was like, uh, that asked, uh, when he got his cards, he was like, am I good? <laughs> because he'd played the game before. Oh um, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, am I good? Like, well, you ain't beating Harley race, but <laughs> right, right. um, Anyway, uh, I could be wrong. I, for some reason, it, it popped in my head that it was Seth. But anyway, uh, uh, so yeah, I, it's one of the reasons why I wanted to sort of pause the conversation and, and talk a little bit about some of this stuff because I do think it's fascinating, and I think that when you when you when you see the collaborative process uh, behind the scenes, I think it gives you a greater appreciation um, because it, it's easy to kind of look at some of the stuff and say like, you know, oh, you know, I would have done this or would have done that. Um, not that that seems to happen a lot. I mean, people are generally very happy with, with the way that the cards are. If anything, they just want an update. You know what I mean? They want like, they want like, Hey, this was great when we got it, but now I want, you know, I want the superstar Eddie Kingston or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah I, it's, it's I, tough. Cause it's yeah, with these, you know, we have a certain amount of spots and there's always more people that, you know, we want right. to get a card to. And it's like, well, well, listen, I, I, occasionally we could do some updates if it really makes sense. And, and I think we are going to have some updates later this year too, is, is one of the, one of the things. And uh, everyone get, you know, we don't always get to decide that too. So. <laughs> uh, well, you know, if ever there was a talent that would probably need a couple of updates, uh, it's this next one just because yes. she's so freaking young. Uh, and that of course <laughs> is Billy Starks. Um, what an exciting, you know, talent uh, has clearly been doing, you know, a lot of work um, on the Indies and gotten a lot of exposure Um Ty, when you're creating a card for someone who is so young, who is who is still so new to the business, and yet at the same time placed, you know, in a, at a respectable position on the card, just picking up wins against people, and a you know, and certainly a featured performer, if not a main eventer, um, y- you know, do you do you kind of think ahead and say like maybe I should leave myself a little room to grow? Do you not worry about that so much because you know where the card should sit, and so you're just going to design it that way and not necessarily worry about like what might you know, come six months to a year down the road. Um, with, when we get someone like her and we've had a lot of other young stars, uh, you know, with a bright future, but they're doing well right now. It is hard because I do try to leave room for improvement on the card and you never know who will get an update in the future. And, and it might be your only car. You never know. So, right. but there's young, young stars. It, it can be hard and, but she was a, a fun card to work on. You know, so many good matches to watch and you can see the talent and where she might be able to go in the future. So, um, but yeah, in general, I do try and not over stat the younger ones because they might get an updated card in the future. 
And if they don't, I, you know, I try and balance it out and keep it as a good car for where they're at right now. And we'll see what happens with her in the future. Getting, but she's got another mechanic on her car, actually a, a couple of little things. Um, yeah, she had two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but short enough that Mike was not going to get it. <laughs> there being too much on there. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, I do, I do like the, uh, the Swanton mechanic on the yes. air where you know, she can miss or can hit more, you know, more powerfully. Um, and that, and, yeah. Then I mean to interrupt you, but it, you know, yeah. I seen so many times she would miss and she would hit it yeah. and not get pin and that, and, and she would hit this, hit that and, and win the match. So um, I, at first I didn't have the, the two finisher ratings. I had a, um, just a miss where she hit it and, and I was like, well, it can be one a chance for a little bit stronger hit. So, yes, you can miss it or have a plus one or plus two. So that adds to – that helps. I mean, it makes it a strong card in one way, but also it balances her out where she may miss the finisher. Yeah. So, you know, she's not rolling over everybody. Um, and, you know, in a really nice way too. And I, one of the things going back to what we were talking about a second ago, I think it gives you the opportunity, especially based off of what she does in her career. There's a real possibility that maybe that move becomes more effective for her, you know, becomes more of a, you know, a winning move that it's not just leading to a near fall, or maybe she abandons it for something else and, you know, keeps it in her arsenal, but isn't her finish anymore. And I think that this kind of, you know, by, by use, utilizing this mechanic, it, it gives you the opportunity down the road to either make it, a, you know, a, it's always a plus two, or you know that it gets downgraded maybe or maybe it becomes an add one move because it's still dangerous but it's not you know so i think it's kind of cool uh in that context just by having to have that kind of graduated you know from the miss to plus one to a plus two um it tells a nice story <laughs> and you can and then you can always adapt it later on where she does a swanton outside the ring onto a chair and then it's like add two to her or something crazy like that mm-hmm. and that's the, <laughs> yeah the bold for deathmatch matches uh we'll do right. it that way <laughs> yeah, oh yeah uh, you can do that yeah 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 i just you know i mean i i i, I don't know but something tells me that as she gets a little older that is definitely an avenue she'll go down and it'll be crazy <laughs> <laughs> um but because right now nobody will no nobody will let her i don't think right no, like no, yeah. no i don't think so no yeah. no but you know when she gets to be 18 and can make all her own decisions hey, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know, I, uh, I did, this is the other name that I kind of mentioned two names. I really wanted in this set. Billy Stark was the other one. I, I really thought, you know, needed to be in there. You know, she's definitely gotten so much steam all across the independence and, uh, you know, big fixture in GCW as well. So I, I thought she needed to be in this set. Um, and, and again, I can't wait to see if we do another card for her in the future. I can definitely see that happening. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it'd be super cool. Um, speaking of another young talent that perhaps maybe would, you know, warrant a, another card down the road uh, is Tootie Lynn. Um, Tootie Lynn, of course, was a signing that Zeke made at Mania Weekend last year, I believe. Um, and I uh, was super excited uh, to get her signed. I think that she's an exciting uh, name right now on the scene. Um, and again, I think that this card really represents her very, very well. Um Ty, out of curiosity, were you familiar uh, or how familiar were you with 2D Lynn before Zeke had signed her? Yeah, I did know of her uh, last year's NWA 73 
you know, I saw her on the pay-per-view. She, I think was it in the gauntlet thing for the title mm-hmm. shots she was in maybe. And, you know, then I started hearing a little bit more about her and seeing some things and, you know, another young name, you have to try and get, you know, good stats for right now. And where could she go in the future? Um, definitely could be a lot higher up, you know, on the card, you know, some other little things I think about when I'm doing stats, especially the defense, you know, a lot of times it's easy to make it all look the same. You get two reversals all the time and the two downs on level three, but you know, when you're higher in the card, you know, is it one, do you put one down on level three and just one on level two or you, it's little things like if I, there's no down on level two defense, that means that I think she's bumped up more. If you're on level one, you don't have a hurt, you know, or if you have two hurts and, you know, not, and no days on level two defense, just little things like that to try and see a little bit of, there's only so much you can do, but at least there's a little ways here and there you can, I'll make the defense different and make a card just a little bit stronger or, or just a little bit weaker. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Those changes, you know, can, while not necessarily looking monumental can definitely make all the difference um, between the way a card plays, you know, and, and how they might be, you know, statistically speaking where they might kind of, rank um which uh which is cool um she's got the double finisher uh or uh, two you know mm-hmm. two finish same finisher uh twice on the card which is cool um and uh you know definitely has some of that lucha influence uh as well as you know the the mat wrestling and you know the kicks and everything else um so so the little the little dragon the little blue dragon yeah. is is looking good yeah and then people were going to want a card for her mask version mm-hmm. uh, persona. Um, every single person, you know, has there ever been a wrestler ever only ever had one name, maybe Ricky's team, but you know, <laughs> it seems like everybody's got more than one persona. We got to have a card for all of those. But, you know, when we first were looking at 2D win, one of my thoughts was she's going to be a lot of things similar to Janai Kai with, with the kicks, but mm-hmm. um, that worked out watching the matches. Um, you know, that wasn't Tootie's sole attack or way of doing things. So, you know, she's got, she's got some kicks and then of course, Janai Kai went a different way to get all of those on her card. That was more her, more her thing than, than just Tootie's. So that worked out. But that was the first thing I was thinking they, they might look a lot the same with all the kicks. Uh, Sure. Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I agree. I don't think that they do. And, uh, I, I think that, uh, she's, you know, she, the way that she statted, she could fill some really cool spots on your card. Um, so I think that I, I, this could be a, a popular one. Um, I, I think it's great. Um, and then, you know, kind of wrapping things up, cause we'd already talked about Janai Kai and, and Savannah Evans, uh, is the CAC rising star award winner, Madison miles, um, native of Canada, but currently living in, uh, England, Norwich, England. Um, mm-hmm. so Ty, uh, tell us about Madison. Cause this is someone that you had had signed for a little while now, right? Yeah, I think it was a couple of years ago before that in women's Indies said I'd you know, gotten a whole lot of signings over that summer and she was one. And definitely one thing, if you look for what for her matches online, you know, her, her body shape has changed a lot. And the, 
in the last couple of years or before she was always, she was a fit, strong in shape, but a lot smaller than she is now. Mm-hmm. Now she's got some size and power to her. And, and it's like a, uh, you know, new Japan, strong style almost in the ring with her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's hard hitter now and still retains, you know, some of her old agility that I'd seen before nice. when she was doing more running around and stuff. So it was another fun card to get done as, and you know i'm glad that got in the set and and i realized that probably if she wasn't getting the cac rising star award the, then she might not have been in here but it, it definitely made sense to include her um not definitely not as big known as to some people but you know if you look her up you know she's a, she's a good wrestler and that's what that's what i like to get the good wrestlers in the game if we can yeah, I completely agree with that sentiment, and I'm so glad that that she's in this set. And you know, obviously, she you know would have fit in the the set from December with the international flavor. But I think that I think that honestly, in some ways, this ends up making even more sense just because of the proximity to the CAC and you know the being able to time the announcement around that and the card release and everything. This is pretty cool. Yeah, we yeah I brought her up for, for the international set, knowing that that was probably unlikely once we started seeing the names that we had. So it was fine that she get in the spot there. Worked out for her this time. And, uh, good to have her in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there was some title over there she had. She's had for like three years. Um, in uh, in the UK, I forget what the Fed was. Uh, yeah she's i mean i know she's held uh, a few titles over there um i, I think in um bellatrix and um uh, doa uh yeah she's held the doa uk women's championship for 1307 days there you go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, the last time she wrestled on a doa event or doa held an event i can't tell you uh oh no she defended the title back in november it's almost a year ago but you know still uh so yeah i, I think yeah, well. it's great to to have her in the game and i think that uh um again you know we put together such a cool you know roster such a diverse roster both uh from you know where they're from uh, the way they look the you know what talents they bring to the ring um and i think that you know madison is somebody that uh you know even going back to like those early shimmer sets where you're getting kind of some of that international talent peppered in and you know uh yeah i just think it's a great it's a great signing it's a great place for her and i'm glad that she's in the set i agree (laughs) (laughs) um so that that kind of wraps up the set now going you know going forward uh you know obviously there are some names that we already know that we have signed and there's some folks that um you know we're eyeing for for a card uh asap um but you know when you think about kind of just you know in brief the 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 way that women's wrestling looks right now compared to the way it might've looked, you know, a year ago, two years ago, five years ago. Um, you know, what's your measure of, of the landscape and and who are some names um, that you really, really, really want for the game, you know, without, without telling too much, uh, it doesn't matter if they're signed or not just, you know, who are some of kind of the banner names that you really want to get uh, sooner rather than later. So I definitely think women's wrestling is in, in a good spot and has been here for a little while. There's so many, so many of the big feds that have strong women's divisions, you know, even the you know, WWE, NWA, AEW, Impact, you know, all those that people can see, you know, look up 
you know, most, most Indies at some point are going to have a women's match. And then, you know, there's still the intergender matches, which they can be good matches. And I've certainly seen lots of them that I like that. That's not my favorite thing. And, you know, I, I would just wish there would be more, you know, if you bring in one woman in, why can't you get one more and do it mm-hmm, and have mm-hmm. a women's match? But, and at the same time, you know, if like it was before women's wrestling is moving, moved up here, probably that, you know, that was their only choice for a while wrestle, wrestle a man or they probably weren't going to get on the show. So right. there's still that. And maybe that, you know, not too many women are going to say, no, I don't want to wrestle. Not just, not the person, but you know, I don't want to wrestle a man. I, let's keep it the, against women on women against each other. So, but other than that, you know, I think, you know, women's wrestling is doing well, you know, just hoping it keeps the, keeps whatever momentum it has. You know, sometimes I think it's reached a point and, and, and that's might be as good as it's going to get, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Need some, uh, I, yeah. I mean, I, I almost think you look at, you look at WWE and uh, especially considering like where, you know, they, they came from uh, in regards to women's wrestling. I mean, you do have to almost wonder like how much bigger can it get, you know, there um, uh, because the, you know, it's clearly been featured and, 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 and they've main evented. And, and I think that, uh, you know, the presentation has changed a great deal. I think that, the big criticism for a while was that they would, you know, put a kind of all their eggs in one basket. Like you'd get like one or two programs that they would focus on. And then the rest of the women would just be adrift, um, which is, which is absolutely true. I, it does feel like they are, you know, finding a more cohesive way to feature more women to do it in a way that doesn't just feel arbitrary. It doesn't just feel like, uh, let's just have a, you know, a, a, an eight women match and see what happens. You know, that this is actually, you know, has some thought put into it and story behind it. Um, uh, can they do more? Yeah, I, uh, probably. Um, and, and, and I hope that the influence continues to spread because I think that a lot of the, the feds that are out there that are promoting women's matches along with men's matches, you know, the women do, like you say, they often get the short shrift as opposed to being featured um, in, in, a, in a more equitable fashion. So uh, hopefully that's something that we can just kind of continue to see in general. When it comes to women's only permission, uh, promotions, however, I feel like, you know, in, in, in the U S it, it's, we, it, it's slowed a lot. And, and I don't know how much of that just has to do with the Indies, you know, kind of, uh, integrating the talent a little bit more. Uh, of course you're, you know, you're seeing the talent find their way to AEW or impact or, uh, uh NXT. Um, but internationally speaking, of course, you still have a very vibrant, uh, you know, women's only scene, um, you know, in the UK, you've got Bellatrix and Presley Eve in Japan, of course, you've got stardom and Tokyo Joshi pro just to name a few. Um, but certainly those are the kind of the big names right now. Um, what, uh, you know, what do you think as far as like women's only promotions go and, and why does there seem to be a little bit of a slowdown here in the States? Well, they were always going to be harder to, to get going and keep running, you know, Shimmer, of course, lasted the longest, and you know he has. I don't think there's been any kind of official no. closed announcement, but that's what I believe everybody everybody thinks has happened. Then, so that leaves Shine down in Florida. You, know, they're still running shows, and sometimes, you know, I saw nothing that one was coming up, and, and wonder why I should be seeing more advertising. You know, they've been running yeah. a lot for a long time now too 
we got uh, Holly Dead has um, Mission Pro Sad Hers. That's all women's, uh, all women's feds. So, you know, I've, they were always going to be harder to get started and keep running just only women's matches, but they're able to have some of them out there now because of women's wrestling has moved up from where way back where it used to be. So I'd like to see more of those. Maybe Shimmer can work out another summit event like they had in Canada with, with two or three promotions that they can, you know, put together one event here and there. But for the, he says, but hopefully they'll keep working on their uh, their five year lag of DVDs. Um, <laughs> so we, yeah. there's so many awesome matches nobody's ever seen because unless you were actually there, wild, including including the Mia Yim Aja Kong match that I saw. That oh. I mean, that match is that match needs to be out there. It's uh, uh, it's still probably one of my favorite matches that I've that I've seen live. Um, yeah, I you know, and, and and again, it's it's. I think you kind of hit on it because it's like the they're not absent, but the reason why there's this feeling that it's slowed down is because there doesn't seem to be quite as much of a push to get it out there. We're not seeing the the marketing. Um, you know, obviously, when you have kind of a flagship like Shimmer uh, go go dark uh, for a while, I, I think that that kind of takes the wind out of everyone's sails a little bit. Um, you know, Shine has, has I think they've 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 promoted well in the past, but you know, their cards I, I think felt just a little bit more thrown together than shimmers did. And, and, and even though they had some incredible storylines, I mean, let's face it, that's the place that gave us the, the demon bride, you know, Sue young. So like, you know, there, there's been some really great stuff to come out of there. Um, but they always felt just kind of like a step behind shimmer for the most part. Um, you know, obviously Maria Canellis has her, uh, um, fed, um, and, and, and I do think that it's possible to to have uh, a little bit more of a platform for these promotions, but it's just strange to me that, you know, when, again, internationally speaking, you have these promotions that have, I think a stronger platform that, that are really getting more recognition. I mean, you know, stardom, of course, I, I think is bigger now than they've, than they've ever been. Um, Tokyo Joshi pro, you could make the, the argument that they are also bigger than they've ever been. Um, so, so I, I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if 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 that's able to happen here, um, or or if because of the way that they're being utilized at a, at a bigger level, that you know a lot of that talent they're finding other things to do, um, so it's not as necessary anymore. I, I don't know. Yeah, pro wrestling Eve. I always see the stuff that they have coming up, whatever shows they're doing, um, but not so much over here uh, anymore. So. But we'll take yeah. what we can get because it used to be next to nothing out there. So right, right, very true. It's definitely, it's definitely still good. Um, I know it's 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 interesting. You know, if you if you look at like just the past twenty years, when it comes to women's wrestling, I mean, the like. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a wildly different picture now. Um, wildly different, um, for the better, for the better. And I think that overall, it's 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 stronger. Um. So when it comes to talent not in the game, um, you know, whether they're signed or not is our little secret. What are like three names maybe that come to mind that you really, really want in the game? Uh, one that I just have liked for a long time is Santana Garrett. Um, <laughs> she's had a good career. You know, it wouldn't be hard to do the stats and put and get her place where she should be overall. And stuff. <laughs> you know, I like some veteran wrestlers like her. So she's just a favorite of mine, maybe. And I've sent messages at different times over the last couple of years, at least, 
and never got a response. But if someone ever gets to meet her, um, tell her tell her we could do a card for her dad too, and maybe that helps. But she's one, you know. Just I've always liked her. She's been around in Shimmer, and she's been in Shine, and um, had her chances in WWE, I think, and AEW stuff like that. Of course, Taya Valkyrie at WWE now as a coach or something. Did I see something? I did see something. She might be back in the the performance center or whatever, doing something like that, or she was. uh, But. It, you know it, the the thing the thing about the thing about Santana Garrett that's always surprised me is you know why she didn't necessarily get uh, bigger you know what yeah. what happened that that prevented her from from moving up to that next level because she certainly seemed like someone that was always primed to to do that um, yeah. you know for a number of years if you mentioned like you know who's the best woman women's wrestler in, in North America, you know, Santana Garrett's name was, was probably going to roll off of a lot of people's lips. So, uh, it's always been a surprise to me. The, the other thing is, is like you, when you really think about it though, she's only 34 years old. And I think that that's also kind of part of our problem with the, you know, our, our, our sort of the way that we perceive women's wrestling is that, um, you know, it still feels like, uh, you know, a lot of that, that top talent, um, that's being pushed, you know, they, they start off there in their twenties or whatever, but, um, there's no reason why somebody who's 34 years old can't, you know, go into AEW, go into WWE and still have, uh, you know, shot at a big run. Um, so anyway, uh, all, all that said, yeah, I, I think that, that she would make a, an excellent addition to the game and, 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 and I would love I to, you know, to, to bring her in. Yeah, I'm trying to think of just some random names. I mean, I said Taya Valkyrie. She's definitely a huge name. You're going all around um, pay-per-views in Mexico and, you know, a great match. And and that reminds me in NWA 74, you know, with Camille. Um, I like Camille a lot. Yeah. Another monster powerhouse wrestler. And, you know, I really wasn't sure on that match who was if they were going to take the belt off her on Saturday or Sunday, and she ended up uh, keeping it both nights. So I, I was I like that idea better. You know, have a rematch, keep you know keep the feud going for a while for because right. whoever beats her has to be has to be someone good and has to be you know, a good match. So uh, yeah, I agree. Camille Stan, Santana Garrett. There's at least three I like a lot. Um, I'm sure, we can <laughs> name more. <laughs> Who you oh, guys like? Well, I, I have one name, and Sam, I'm sure, knows who, who I'm thinking of. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. There's only one car that I really, really want to have, and that is Maki Ito. I we need to have a Maki Ito card at one point. So. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to sign her, but somehow it's got to happen one day. Right. Uh, yeah, that would be, that would be amazing. Uh, I, I mean, you know, it's funny. Jungle Kiona was recently here, uh, in the States. Uh, I think she still might be here. I, I can't remember mm-hmm. exactly when her shows are, but, uh, uh, you know, that was one of those names that it was just sort of like, what are the chances? What are the chances? And I think, I, I think she's still signed to stardom and, 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 you know, that might present some issues Maybe. or whatever, but, uh, but I'm not hundred percent. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, we need to, we need to find Zeke to all the shows she's going to be on. You can ask her every right. single one of them. <laughs> uh, but just, just just by default, because of all the, you know, the airfare, she becomes the most expensive sign in the history of Phil Singer <laughs> games. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, there are so many there are so many names out there. And, and a lot of them for me are kind of more international names, just because I think we're doing such a wonderful job of getting, you know, so many, uh, um, you know, local talent, if you will. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there are some uh, there's some Emerson Jane uh, from Pro Wrestling Eve is someone that I would love uh, to have. I think she'd be fantastic. Um, uh, you know, the, uh, Rio Riley. I'd love to get an update for her. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love to see Casey Owens get a card. Um, yeah, I mean, there's 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 some incredible talent out there um, uh, on that international scale that I would love to be able to to get into the game in some fashion or another. Um, you know, some of like the non-stardom talent that's out there that you know, maybe would have a potential is like um, Hiroyo Matsumoto would be. I mean, that would be so killer. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, 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 there's plenty of names, but at the same time, it also feels a little challenging sometimes to come up with names because, you know, the team, I think has done such a wonderful job of getting people signed. Well, yeah. And after this set, you know, we, we need to get some, fill up the, the, uh, pantry again, as far as big names, <laughs> a, a strong well, that, name for us. That happens next every year, so. year. And then the next year we, we wound up, uh, it happens. So. <laughs> well, and you know, and the thing is too, is think about it this way is it's like, there could be names that we have signed right now that aren't that big a name, but then by the mm-hmm. time we get ready to put together that set, it's like, Holy mackerel. Can you believe we signed this person? You know, I mean, arguably like somebody like Kenny Omega, like when Zeke signed Kenny Omega, like Kenny Omega was, you know, like, people that saw him on the indies or followed like DDT or whatever would know who he was, but that would be probably about it. Right. And now, you know, he's arguably been one of the bigger names in professional wrestling for the past, like, you know, eight, nine years. Um, so I, I, I think that it's, uh, it, yeah, it's always, it, it's always cool because we get the opportunity to put cards out for people that aren't necessarily, you know, haven't hit their potential or whatever, like Daniel Garcia. Yeah. Uh, but we also get the opportunity to sign people and maybe they fall through the cracks for whatever reasons. And then we get the chance to release a card where it's just sort of like oh yeah we've had this person signed for like 10 years but now was the time to put the card out because they're amazing yeah yeah um we've, oh go ahead Ty. hopefully we got somebody like that i'm trying to think <laughs> we'll I, mean, I got the list but well, we uh, i mean I, we got good we names but just year. saying i don't think we have a, a huge star for the next next set so yeah, so we, still we, some got good, time. we got time. Yeah. Zeke's got a lot of shows to go to between now right. and then. We'll, 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 By yeah, next we'll year, he'll been to another hundred shows. So that's right. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh man, you're the best, Zeke. Um, so uh, I, I suppose now is a perfect time. Speaking of names, uh, to announce the two remaining uh, names for Women Indies Prime. Um, well, not remaining. Well, there's, I mean, there's none of the prime names have been announced. Uh, right, the one we will. Tease as not a woman next week, but right. uh, yeah, but there is two more women that will be coming out now. So, uh, so, so give it to us, tournament master. Well, I think I think you should. Uh, to, you're you're the most. I think you're the most familiar one. Why don't you uh, go ahead? I'm the most Actually, familiar one. Yeah, <laughs> I, you're the most I, familiar with them. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how true that is. Um, um, wait, who are, who, who are we, who are we doing again? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, do you have the artwork for them? I do. Yeah. I was going to pull up the artwork here. Yeah. Let me, Excellent. Uh, let me get to that. Uh, shoot. Uh, Ty, were these your signings or Zeke signings or a combination of both? Um, I signed these two, I think two years ago. Um, and I def- they're definitely good names. I think, at least one of them some people should know this the other one 
we'll see how many people are familiar with them, but. Uh. Sure, the first one here that we're looking at uh, here, this is uh, Ava, Ava Everett. Everett. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, super excited uh, to have her in the game. I, I, you know, first kind of noticed her uh, about two years ago and uh, just really enjoyed the work that she was doing. Um, you know, thought that uh, she had this great character. Um, and then, and then I saw her wrestle and I was just sort of like, Oh wow. Like she's really good. Uh, you know, got great timing, you know, seen her in there with men and women. And, and yeah, it's just been really a, a standout talent for me. Uh, and, and, and the cool thing is, is now she's like pushed her character into a completely different place, um, yeah. which is which is really cool. I think that that kind of evolution, as we have seen by somebody like Chris Jericho, is necessary, and you have to kind of keep doing that. You can't just keep repeating yourself. So, um, you know, here she is evolving her character, you know, already, uh, and 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 I just really look forward to seeing you know where she goes from here. Ty, um, what are your thoughts on Ava? Yeah, I knew her for a while when she's. Uh, the, she was in a tag team to start with uh, Angel Sinclair back, uh, the Platinum Honeys. That was them, right? Or am I thinking of somebody else? That was them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that was them, yeah. So, and yeah, but that's that was a long time ago. She's, you know, I mean, it, she's been always been a good tag team wrestler. She's a, a real good singles wrestler now. Put together some great feuds and um, on her card and the other card for Prime, there's a another mechanic that I, I let go. I hopefully stays on there and we haven't gone over the prime card stats yet, but, um, so I don't know if you've seen those, but that, no, I haven't that, should be, that should add to, uh, add to the, the two names. Um, well, I can actually pull those up so uh, he can see them here. Hold on oh, see. wow, man. I'm getting the, getting the preview of the stats and everything right here live. <laughs> live on roll up um yeah i think you'll you'll like them i think sam <laughs> yeah no i i'm 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 sure i will i'm looking forward to uh to seeing them um so i i think yeah I, where have you seen her wrestle mostly because mostly i've seen her up in like limitless you, you know up in uh um that area um a little bit down and beyond i think probably those those two the most yeah i definitely remember beyond and limitless um i did get to see a lot of her stuff so i can't remember all the different promotions but they were probably the two i saw her in the most uh, that you said yeah 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 nice nice yeah so the bottom there will give away the other the other card (laughs) right right. might as well name her right now (laughs) that's true you gotta name it anyway uh people are reading yeah, so the second card is uh, is Davian, and uh, I, I'm super excited to to have her. I think the you know the the feud that they had, the team that they had, uh, you know, it's just a perfect to kind of one two punch to release both of them together. Uh, Ava's card is really cool. There's some there there's some uh, there's a really cool mechanic on there, and and I think that yeah, just it's got a great great flow to it just kind of from glancing at it really quick uh and uh the neat thing is is that there is a mechanic for when they're wrestling each other that affects you know each respective card so super super cool uh really really looking forward to getting getting these in the in my fed yeah they should be fun to roll against each other because they've they've had a lot of matches they were tag team and then they broke up and so that's always fun to have in the game too. You can play it just like it happened in real life if you want to. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's when I that that's when I took notice of her was was right when she uh, because she was out for just a little bit uh, after the tag team broke up and it was like right when she came back um, and and the feud the singles feud kind of started between the two of them uh, and there was all the stuff with the scrunchy squad and yeah yeah anyway uh, just yeah gr- great stuff uh, art art looks fantastic for both of them um, and uh, I'm really really glad that that these two made prime. Um, it's one of those situations where I feel like they easily could have been in the set. Um, but at the same time, they make great names for, for prime. Yeah. I think having the history together really makes it, you know, makes sense to have them uh, together in this, you know, to again, do as a tag team, do uh, have a feud against each other. Um, yeah. I think lots of good options here. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, Ty, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun to be able to kind of go in depth on all of this and and then announce those two names. And obviously you're not going anywhere just yet, but, um, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for your work. Um, you know, and, and thank you for joining us here tonight to talk about all this. You are very welcome. You know, sometimes I feel like just being around the game for so long with Champions of the Galaxy and the cons way back when and stuff and just, you know, I just bug my way into the <laughs> into the behind the scenes a little bit to get the sign wrestlers is is always great, especially when you do it in person and get to work yeah. on the stats. You know, um, just to throw it out there, I could do uh, mail cards too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I really like working on the women's cards. You know, I've signed almost everybody that's in the game practically, um, minus a handful, but. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun to work on them, and uh, that's why I try and get started on some names ahead of time rather than to, if you have eight cards to do in a month or six weeks. It can, you know, I don't want to be busting them out in one day. I try and right <laughs> and try ask ask the wrestlers for help on moves and whatever they can give me a, is always great. So I'm glad people like to like to work. Thanks a lot. Oh, definitely appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ty, for uh, everything you do here. Definitely make the uh, the women's products so much better. You know, having someone uh, who knows it so well uh, and yeah, and helping getting all the names there. It's absolutely huge. So thank you so much. Yeah, uh, excellent. Well, um, so we're we're about ready to to kind of close up shop for for the evening here, uh, afternoon, morning, depending on when you're listening. Uh, but before we do that, we wanted to bring back a segment that we haven't had for a little while uh, at, at the request of the tournament master. So yeah, I don't I yeah, don't know what yeah. he's got to tell us here. This is this is exciting, uh, and that of course is the segment we're going to return to Lego Corner. That's right. Lego <laughs> Corner is back, baby. Uh, it's been, been a while since that. Although we did have a Lego build uh, on the birthday show a couple weeks ago. Uh, That's right. It's a, pretty, you know, it's a small one there. This one, though, uh, I did get something. I think it was, I think it was after my birthday, but before the last show, and I didn't bring it up there, but I think now is the perfect time to start talking to, to, to mention it. And, uh, you know, thanks, uh, uh to, uh, to the faction, uh, with a little bit of assist here. Uh, and he will be happy to know that I've not sat on this. It is in process of being built right now, but I did get, uh, recently. No way. I did get. That's awesome. The Back to the Future DeLorean. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. And this is a heck of a set here. 
Um, the cool thing is you can build uh, the version of the car from, uh, let me see if you can get yeah. it. Uh, yeah. One, two, or three. No so way. you can build the standard one with the little hook. You had to go back to you know, the 1955 version. Yeah. You can do the 2015 version with the uh, with the, that that flies and has the uh, the the food processor. And you can do the old West version with the the whole get up to have it you know go fast enough to uh, you cool. know to go be pushed by the train there. So you can do all three of those versions, which is pretty neat. Wow. So, I'm uh, about halfway through the main car build at this point, um, through bag five of 10 of the main builds. So you can, you can wow. see uh, the DeLorean thing there. So I'm hopefully by the time uh, the podcast next week, I will, I'm actually getting through a lot faster than I thought I would. I was going to try to do a, a bag a day and I've been going through faster than that. Um, but uh, I think when you build like the main car and then the last step, the last bag, bag 11 has pieces for all three of them. And you kind of decide what you want to do. So super, super cool. Uh, I'm actually even wearing my back to the future shirt today uh, you <laughs> see here on, on the camera. Uh, cool. So I'm very, very excited about that. So uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh man. Well, one of these days when I get moved out of my in-laws house and we have a new, new house of our own, maybe I'll be able to build some Legos again. No, Someday. things are, things are moving. Yeah, I know things are moving along. It's just, you know, there's just only so many hours in the day. So uh, we're, we're, we're in a bit of a holding pattern right now, but hopefully that'll change here very soon. Um, Come on. Yeah. Talk, oh, yeah you want an action figure question real quick? Sure. At uh, my Walmart, I saw on clearance, the uh, Hollywood John Cena and the uh, Goldberg for from the Elite Collection. Mm-hmm. That's another friend of mine because I I got the Piper They Live version. That was that's really cool. the one I want. I've yet to see that one. Yeah, out there. it was in my store, and so I asked my friend Eric, you know, are either of these ones rare ones, and he didn't wasn't sure, didn't think so. But uh, if if the Cena one looked cooler, I might have thought about getting it, but it. It just looks bland to me. Yeah, so it's kind of bland. The yeah. Hollywood, the rock one, I might, I would think about looking for, but the rock I just happened neat. to see Piper as they live, and I immediately bought it. <laughs> oh yeah, so if I, I, I've seen stacks and stacks of the John Cena one, and when I've gone to Walmart, I have yet to see a, a Piper one. So yeah, if I see the Piper one, I will definitely. I think you can actually get it on. Uh, on ringside collectibles at least at one point they had done that even though it was i think it was originally a walmart exclusive if i'm not mistaken but uh i don't know either i'm not up on the figure stuff but um i I believe it but then i would have because they had three or four at least i had got you one (laughs) (laughs) no i'm good with the cena one there yeah the piper one if you do see another one of that i would take one of that so um yeah i haven't gotten any figures in a little bit um i think i did wait i did pick up something for my ringside you know out my my non-wrestling stuff recently i can't remember what but i kind of boxed everything up we've been repainting everything in the house i'd repainted the office here so i had to take everything down so if you see behind me all my shelves and everything are all empty at this point so i'm going to re re uh stock everything in a new way there um i do have a couple orders with ringside collectibles out there i have uh Jim Ross, Excalibur, and Tony Schiavone all on pre-order. So hopefully uh, <laughs> they will come in at one point. I did see also at um, at All All Out uh, Fan Fest, they did show the uh, announcer playset. So I'll be getting that to go with my stage too. So 
looking forward to that. And actually, um, one of the things you know, from the last week, I did uh, last Friday get tickets for Full Gear in uh, November in Newark. Uh, there's just so many AEW shows around here. I had to decide. So I didn't go to Grand Slam last week. I do have tickets to go to see Rampage at the end of October. My son and I are going out to Mohegan Sun. And then you know, they're actually coming back to Bridgeport, which is about 10 minutes away from me. But it's the Wednesday before Full Gear. So I'm like, I'm just going to wait and go to the big show in, in Newark uh, instead. So but I'm looking forward. Hopefully they have a, a fan fest and maybe some more figure reveals there. Hopefully. We'll see. It'll be cool. That'd be cool. I saw the Supreme stuff. I'm I. Uh, Cody looks. I'm not great, sure about it yet. But I'm not. Know. Yeah, that Brit. That Brit. I, I like. They just can't get Brit's face right. Like I don't yeah. understand what it is. It's better like, than the other one, but it's still not 100. Yeah. percent And the Cody looks great. But the Cody looks great. Know? Yeah. Like, I mean, add to, to to borrow a word from another uh, podcast. Uh, uh, Cody is very toyetic. Like yes. you know, there's no doubt about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't. Like I said, I haven't, I haven't looked at, bought, or, or even thought about getting anything for a while now. But, um, well, I, you know, I, I, I want to say uh, that I really appreciate uh, everyone last week, uh, all your comments, uh, all of our listeners. Um, you know, make sure you drop by the message boards, leave a comment, find us on Twitter, hit us up if you want to. Um, and, uh, and, and thank you, a special thank you to Kevin Butcher, um, for, for his generosity. Um, to be honest with you, I don't actually, I, I don't see the Patreon stuff, uh, uh, until, you know, my co-host tells me like what's going on with it. So when you, you know, put that on the message board. That was how I found out, which I thought was very kind of you and very generous and gave you a, gave you a nice shout out on the last episode. If you were, if you're listening, so which I imagine you were, uh, but thank you so very much for that. I really appreciate it. And, uh, and thanks to everyone else. Um, I, as always for, you know, not only supporting the podcast, but supporting the game, um, being part of this amazing community. Um, it, it's been such, such a fun, uh, ride and, uh, you know, we're, we're just getting started. So, um, lots more to bring you. And next week we've got a, a special episode, uh, super excited. We're going to be uh, welcoming Shannon Hunter from CZW to do uh, a bit of a retrospective, um, while also looking towards the future, because of course the tournament of death 2022 is at the end of October. Uh, so we'll be previewing that also. And, and talking a little bit about uh, the current state of CZW and, and what's going on over there. So it should be uh, a lot of fun. Super cool. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, but uh, Ty, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you here. Uh, anything you want to say before we get out of here? I'm good. Hope to do. Hope I'm able to come on again. You know, whenever you feel like having me on, ask, and I'll do my best to, to make the time. Uh, we should do a women's tournament. That, thanks a lot. It was fun. Oh yeah. I think we need a women's tournament at one point. Yes, absolutely. Okay, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Todd, my friend, thank you so much as always. Uh, anything to say before we get out of here? Uh, just want to say congrats again to the Uncharted Territories crew on their hundredth episode. Uh, super Century, cool episode. Mark. Yeah. Century episode. So cool to hear that old audio with, uh, with Mark and Tom. Uh, did not recognize Mark's voice. I don't think he said Mark. I think he even said he didn't recognize his own voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was super cool to, to be able to hear all that. And and of course, his uh, original Wolf music uh, playing on there, too. That was, that was, that was pretty neat, too. Um, but super cool uh, those guys hit that. And, you know, hopefully uh, 
you know, maybe they can join us when we have our hundredth episode. Uh, some some that point down the line. It's coming up. It's coming, coming up. up. Coming up. Uh, yeah, man. It's it's a, it's a cool number. It's a cool mark. That's there's no doubt about that. Um. So you know, yeah, uncharted territory podcast. If if you're not listening, um, I'm surprised you're listening to us because I just figured that there was enough cross pollination <laughs> that everybody listened to us. Listen to them. Uh, make sure you check it out. Uh, uh, the fellows are great and and always producing uh, really cool content. Especially looking at the you know not only Legends of Wrestling, which is you know they're right up their alley, but also just kind of the history of the game in general, um, which is what Todd was talking about with yep. the the audio with uh, Mark Ashby and Tom Filsinger. So um, congratulations uh, on that century, Mark fellas uh and of course to all the other content providers creators and everybody out there who's doing something um uh, lee uh long period the dizzy dice uh grant of course the solo promoter um and uh, brock and uh, mike fortune doing their character spotlights um you know they've got guests in all the time which is super cool and uh um doing doing some wonderful stuff and of course brock's got his twitch channel with brockster builds um so check it out head over to the uh the, the forums and uh post your fed comment on other people's feds uh, talk about all the latest and greatest rumors and innuendo, including who Tom has been pictured with at CAC. Are they signed <laughs> to the game? Are they not signed to the game? Well, redacted is signed to the game. Uh, and, uh, and generally just have a, a good time. Uh, so thank you all so much for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And remember to roll those dice responsibly. 